to write your ticket. You had a chance to go off into the sunset as the greatest performer of all time. And what did you do? Every single chance you got, you shuffled back out here and waved to the crowd. It was embarrassing. It was as embarrassing as those wannabe legends last night, as embarrassing as Goldberg in a wrestling ring. You were embarrassing. I'm gonna tell you something that no one else around here has the guts to say to your face. You were embarrassing. I'm not gonna disagree with you. It was embarrassing. I was embarrassed. But you wanna know something? What's more embarrassing to me is working your whole career, given everything you've got, and still left with nothing except being known as a second-rate Shawn Michaels wannabe. Ho, 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 he said it! He went there, Tom. Sean oh. Michaels bringing the heat on the intro. It's the Chick Foley Show. Welcome as we approach SummerSlam. We're in the, the middle of the summer here. I'm in the uh, Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios here in Baltimore. I am Phil Gentile. I'm the Hot Take Kid. The lovely Sheena Phelps coming to us from beautiful downtown Norfolk, Virginia. How you doing, Sheena? Can you hear me, man? I don't know why. My my, my thing cut out. I can't believe we're already, we're already having uh, technical issues at the top of the show. That is not a good sign. Oh, I can hear you. I can hear you good. Could you? You oh, didn't hear well, anything I said. I had a pretty fire intro there. Uh, yeah, I heard. I heard your intro, and then you went to the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studio, and then then you drowned, man. I was like, oh god, I think Phil like fell into the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios, and you know he's in a he's in the upside down. Uh, that'd be a good place to drown, and like sushi and crab cakes and and all that stuff. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you gotta go, Jimmy's Famous Seafood would be a nice place to go. How are you? What's new? <laughs> nothing man heel husband is back for the time being so that has been nice having having him here and you know taking a little bit of the uh the parenting uh you know the share of the parenting responsibility so that's been that's been cool and just you know like i said it sucks sucks being here alone when you're like the only adult you know and it's like oh i'm talking to a a, a toddler (laughs) again who can't very well communicate with me but uh other than that man just same old same old for the second week in a row we have the intern of all interns marco denton on the on the line here he's going to be with us for the next couple weeks here and uh he's been kicking it with us uh you can follow marco on twitter that's inglorious i uh inglorious gnt inglorious gent what's going on marco uh nothing much just uh having a fun day today i'm trying to remind myself to never comment on a Chick Foley post on IG ever again. <laughs> people people like to really come for uh, people who who comment on. I mean, they, they do it to me all the time, but it's funny when it happens to to other people. I can't tell you how many like 
huge arguments I've just seen like go down in the comment section of of Chick Foley posts. So yeah, it was it was it was pretty funny. It was it was a Kofi post, which was or a Kofi comment, which was very unexpected. So um, yeah, I couldn't believe that they they came out and drove. It was only one guy, but you know, like was seriously seriously you know upset about upset about your opinion, but. <laughs> he's been he's been following Chick Foley for a long time. It's pretty funny that he felt so strongly about about Kofi as champion. Um, basically, what happened was he was he was going off saying Kofi was a terrible champion. Uh, Marco was defending him, and then it all just kind of like <laughs> the went went down from there. But yeah, it was funny to watch. It's funny to be behind the scenes and watch it all unfold in the in the comment section. I love how everyone wanted Seth and uh, Kofi to be champion, and now like those are the two oh, guys getting God. like, and now everybody wants you know make Finn Balor Dude. champion. That and then three months later, people will be sick of that. Wrestling fans, and you know, I can say this as a wrestling fan. Wrestling fans are the worst sometimes. They really, Fickle. they really are. Fickle. Fickle, fickle. Dude, I literally just had this discussion with Heel Husband. I was like, why is everybody shitting on Kofi right now? I was like, dude, it was like, what was it? WrestleMania was like, that was like, what, three months ago, right? Less than three months ago. And people were, I mean, it was like Kofi mania. You know, people were so behind Kofi pushing and people are so ready to like push these mid carters to the moon, which is where Kofi had been, right? Like right, right in the mid card, top of the mid card, but right there um and then that's the problem with these mid carters is when they do get those championship pushes like people turn against them and it's like it pisses me off every single time because i'm like this is what you asked for this is what you wanted and now you're mad about it you know um and it just god that's why those guys you know what that's why those guys are mid carters and they're mid carters for a reason you know they're not the seth Rollinses and the and the john cena's of the world and the brock lesnar's of the world like those are your main eventers and that people get pissed off that they get pushed all the time but this is exactly what happens when a mid carter gets pushed to the moon and gets a championship title reign as the fans turn on them and it's it just pisses me off yeah sometimes wrestling fans are the worst and i can say that because i am a wrestling fan yeah and it's, it's i mean it's the same way it's not to single out wrestling fans when you are are deep and you know, i was on you know raven's twitter for a long time and you know i listen to sports talk radio all the time and you know fans diehard fans of anything are really the worst because they're just yeah, so true. you know they're just so invested and they just are so you know we, we just want the newest greatest thing because we've seen everything you know we've been fans of for years and years and years so i can't blame people but i mean i don't think his reign has been that bad i think it's been no. be- it's been better than seth rollins's reign was it's, you know exactly i i totally agree and you know me i'll defend seth rollins tooth and nail but i feel like kofi has had a more meaningful more exciting run than seth even has this this go around you know but like you said it's kind of like when you know watching college basketball like everybody likes to see you know um these these you know lower level teams these undercard teams like go go on these huge runs and then when they get to like the Elite Eight, people are like, why am I watching Middle Tennessee State in the Elite Eight? Like, you know, and you're like, you were just cheering for this team. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you were just yeah. you were just behind this team. And now all of a sudden, like, you know, you're watching them, you know, in the some of what's supposed to be the, some of the most exciting games of the year, and you're pissed off that they're there. You know, and that's exactly what happens with these with these guys. Um, so you know me, I watch wrestling to be entertained. I take it for what it's worth. I'm not above, you know, criticizing the things that I that I dislike and you know, talking about ways that they can improve. But I am not just going to sit here and be pissed off and nitpick every little thing and then then continue to still watch it, right? Like that's what I get so pissed off about wrestling fans is they nitpick every single little thing and then they keep watching and I'm like Dude, this is your precious. This is your one precious life and your precious hours of the day, 
if wrestling takes up a lot of a lot of your week, like let's be real, if you're watching wrestling, you know, all the wrestling that's out there, it takes up a lot of your week and you're spending a lot of time being angry. Speaking of criticizing, you can follow us on social media and criticize us there. Uh, that's always fun. It's uh, at Chick Foley on Instagram to get in touch with Sheena. And I am at I hate JJ Reddick. And the show is at Chick Foley Show on, uh, on Twitter. So hit us up there. And if you need to send us an email, it's askchickfoley at gmail.com. And uh, feel free to go to iTunes and leave us a nice five-star review, a five-star uh, Frog Splash review there. It's always nice to get those, right? We always appreciate those reviews. And uh, you know, tell us what you like about the show. Let's get some plugs out of the way first, Sheena, before we get into Raw and SmackDown. Uh, our friends at Ringside Collectibles sponsor the show. They have uh, all the fire, all the heat. We'll get into it later in the show with uh, some some uh, pre-sale stuff going on over there. It's uh, Chick Foley is the coupon code for ten percent off at Ringside Collectibles. It's code Chick at Chalkline for fifteen percent off. Yeah, our buddies over at Chalkline hooked it up. You know, I mean, listen, guys. I don't know if you know, but like, there's not a lot of people out there that got you know the chalk line, the chalk line hookup, right? And we're we don't get I don't get a kickback on this, you know. But chalk line, like, I'm a hardcore supporter for chalk line. I just love their product. I love what they're doing. Um, and uh, yeah, they're gonna give you 15% off anything that you purchase from their site uh, by using code Chick. So they, they don't give they don't give out they don't give out coupon codes just to anybody. So you're you're part of a very exclusive club if you use the Chick the Chick coupon code. 100%. Yeah, it's uh, they have some great stuff over there. And uh, so do the folks at Collar and Elbow. It's collarandelbowbrand.com and use code CHICK for 10% off there. Uh, I've sung their praises. Sheena's sung their praises. They've got some yeah. some badass shirts. And their prices are really good. They've got to always have some sales going on there. They've got shirts for like less than 10 bucks. Uh, yeah, if you, you want to beat that. If you want to get some uh, Chick Foley swag, go over to prowrestlingtees.com and search Chick Foley Show. You can find our shirts there. And uh, we appreciate all the support. Uh, so that's that's all the plugs, man. And these are three. Yeah. I tweeted about it this week. These are three. If you're a wrestling fan, three websites you need to support because uh, they're you know huge parts of the, the wrestling business. They all live and breathe wrestling. Uh, so you should support them yeah. like you support us. For sure, for sure. Um, but let's just jump right into it. This week, it's you know we don't have a ton to talk about, but we have we have some really interesting some really interesting things to talk about here at the top of the show. We had um, a, an odd week of Raw. We had the Raw reunion, um, which is a first, right? I mean, we've we've had nostalgia shows in the past. Obviously, we had SmackDown 1000, and we had. Um, you know, uh, what was it? Raw 20, uh, raw 25. And, um, but yeah, this raw reunion, I thought personally, um, I'll just give my, my overall thoughts here. It's, I thought it was better than either one of those shows. As far as nostalgia shows go, I thought it was the best of the bunch that we've had in recent years. For sure. Uh, real quick, Marco just reminded me if you, if you, uh, place an order with each of those websites, collar and elbow, uh, ringside, and our friends over at uh, Chalkline, you should take a screenshot at us uh, of your order for all three. We will get you on our show, and you can co-host a segment with me and Sheena. So that that offer is standing. Uh, and uh, back to the uh, the raw recap. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a good show. It was definitely interesting the way they did it. I was a little disappointed because with all that talent in the building, Sheena and Marco, you can probably talk about this a little bit too. I don't know if you agree. I just I was expecting more. I just feel like there wasn't anything really memorable besides the the speech at the end from Stone Cold that we'll get to. There wasn't 
anything that really jumped out at me that I'm going to remember about this show in six months? You know, um, I, I totally understand what you mean. It all kind of ran together. And I felt like, um, unlike most raw episodes, I felt like it was moving very quickly. Like there were so many segments within the show that I felt like it was just like a constant, a constant go, 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 go. Whereas raw, you know, you usually have these long drawn out, like, you know, backstage segments or, you know, in ring segments, and then you have the matches and, you know, you have all of this stuff going on and, you know, ad breaks and whatnot. But I felt like they just kept rolling out the, the legends and then, you know, the different, the different little comedy bits and the 24 seven title changing hands. So I, I can totally see how like all of those segments kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit and you don't there was nothing that was like super memorable but when you go back and kind of like read it like if you go back and watch the recap you're like oh yeah that was cool or oh yeah that was that was funny you know like but it's I, I do agree that there wasn't other than Stone Cold there wasn't anything that was like a standout moment right yeah what do you think Marco do you agree or do you think it was a good show uh, I thought it was a good show I thought it paced really well um, I'm going to agree that they, it did seem kind of rushed. Um, but it, I thought it was weird that it was, it felt rushed for a three hour show. Cause normally mm-hmm. Ross seems like it, it takes forever to end, but this show for some reason just like sped by with like, and you were just like, that, that's, that's pretty much, that's it. That's nothing like, like extra you want to add to it. Um, they could even add some of that after, um, Ross stuff that they posted on there on uh, www.com to fill in some of that time. But yeah, I, I thought it was a good show um, and it did feel rushed, but it was, it was good. They, they used the legend correctly. They didn't oversaturate anything. They made them, you know, work well with the current roster and stuff like that. So I thought they did a good job with that. It was, enter- yeah. it was an entertaining show, Sheena. I mean, I, could, I was entertained. I got to say that. Yeah, I saw a lot of criticism that um, that the legends weren't putting over new talent, um, which I can see both sides of that, right? Like, I totally understand, like, getting the rub from from a WWE legend, you know, it's, it's a great way to get put over and all of those things, with the exception of uh, Mick Foley and Bray. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, honestly, like, I don't... I don't even look at it like that. You know what I mean? Like I don't need John Cena and Rikishi to put over the revival. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't need, I don't need that. Like, you know what the, the, you know, revival is going to beat up, you know, a broken down Rikishi who's not even cleared to do the stink face. You know what I mean? Like I, I, like that's not going to do anything for me. Um, same with the whole, you know, people were so pissed off about, um, the segment with, you know, uh, DX and the click and all of that, like, you know, and the, um, and the OC as they are referred to now, the, the club. Um, Oh my God, that, that just, it just aggravates the shit out of me when they just change stuff for, for no apparent reason. And, and the OC of all things, like, why are you calling it the OC? Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there, but I don't care. Like, it's not going to do anything to me if, AJ Styles and the club beat up, you know, <laughs> broken down Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff, you know, and I guess Shawn Michaels would be an exception because I mean, he, he's a little bit, he's a little bit above your average legend. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's in the upper echelon of the legends. He's not like on a boogeyman level or something like that. But, um, I don't, to me, it doesn't take anything away. I feel like this was kind of a one-off show. It didn't, it kind of just, it did what it was supposed to do for me. It popped when I, when I saw the legends and whatnot. Um, but I don't feel like 
I don't feel like I expected there to be like these like groundbreaking moments that happened during the Raw reunion. We know it is literally a, a ratings grab. Um, they had more legends, I think, than they've, they've had in previous nostalgia shows. I think, what was it, like 40 legends showed up, including Alicia Fox, who appeared. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, who appeared. that was odd, yeah. That was so odd. Me and Seth were looking at each other. I was like, why is Alicia Fox out there? Like, what is what is happening right now? Why she's got is she that on figure the coming out? She's got to she's got to get some screen time. So some people don't that's not doesn't turn into a peg warmer. True. That was the most Alicia Fox that I've seen in a very, very long time. But yeah, it was, it's funny that it did happen, uh, you know, immediately following her SDCC figure reveal. But, um, you know, overall, I, you know, I thought it was great. The Cena rap, I thought they really like cut, they cut low on some of these, on some of these promos. Like when he talked about the Usos getting arrested, I was kind of like, wait a minute, was he supposed to say that? You know, and then the Usos obviously played it off and they, they all were kind of like hugging and whatnot. And, you know, they was they could tell it was like a joke or whatever. But yeah. I was like, oh my God. Like, I was like, whoa. You know, I couldn't believe that uh, WWE was making light of the fact that, you know, the Usos got arrested. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of them was like, uh, was it public intoxication? I don't think it was. It wasn't driving drunk, but I think it was like public intoxication. Yeah, um, I think I think Naomi was driving down the wrong side of the road when they left like a bar or something and he like got yeah. out to like talk to the cop and just got mouthy or something from what I yeah. remember. Uh, there was a graphic uh, somebody posted on Twitter before the show of this Raw reunion. It has a bunch of superstars and it's, it's literally Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Booker T, uh, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ric Flair, Mark Henry, and Eve Torres. <laughs> oh no, my God! Where, where, like, who, who made this graphic? Seriously, you have like, <laughs> like some of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and then Eve Torres, who I wouldn't even like. I, I didn't even recognize who that was. Like, you know, I she's won't been even. Gone. Yeah. I won't even get on to the women. Like they, I was telling the heel husband uh, the other day when it came on, I was like, yeah, you can definitely tell that's a different generation of women. Like those are divas and the women we have now are female superstars, you know, no shade to the divas, you know, like, I mean, they did their thing. They were, they were there when it was a, a different time and they served their purpose. And there were some great women's wrestlers back then, right? They couldn't help that the WWE was kind of like living in that playboy era. Right. Um, but at the same time, like there, there is a very stark difference in like someone like Becky Lynch or, you know, Ruby riot and looking at like Kelly Kelly, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it was, no. it's just kind of, it's just kind of like, mm, you know, and those, you, they, the women that, that they had come on the show did, did nothing for me, especially a lunger blaze. Oh my God. How much hey, she's a 20, she, she's a 24 champion. The 24 champion that like when is WWE going to learn that you cannot give a lunger blaze a hot mic? Like she is a walking dumpster fire on the microphone she was at the crockett cup i don't know if you uh watched the crockett cup but she was introducing the the women's uh title and dude she had index cards like she was she couldn't even remember the people's name she kept reading the index cards and she screwed it up she couldn't even she didn't know who was wrestling it was horrible um and then there was something else that she did that i can't remember that she just complete oh during the the women's first royal rumble um jbl was trying to get her to like pick a winner and she she just refused to like pick somebody like she didn't even know who was in the royal rumble and she was on like the pre-show commentary and i was like oh my god you know of course i have like you know um a little bit of underlying beef with alundra blaze because she made extended eye contact with with seth at wrestlecon like smiled at him and i was like 
bitch. <laughs> I was like, back up. Uh, no, but but seriously, like I have all the respect in the world for Alundra Blaze as far as like what she's accomplished in the ring and being a trailblazer for women's wrestling. But dude, stop bringing her out there. And she looked like one of the weird sisters from the Sabrina, you know, show. I mean, she was like, I mean, she was wearing that little witch costume. I hate when when girls wear clothes like that, like that, like that short dress with the short sleeves and like the collar. It looks so stupid. Listen, I don't mind. I don't mind a good like goth dress, right? Like if it's your style and that's like that's what you're going for. But that was like that's like complete. Like that's not what a Lundra Blaze. Like I've seen her wear other things. Like what was she? Who picked that out for her? That is not her style. That is not. I mean, that's, how that's old from is the she? dress barn down the street? How old is she? No, it's from a Hot Topic freaking blowout sale. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that. That was like a you know Hot Topic dress that was on the clearance rack. Um, but I, also, I hate that. The only thing that WWE ever does with a Lundra Blaze, sorry, I didn't even mean to get on a Lundra Blaze tangent, but like her throwing the title away. Ugh. Like, okay, we get it. She's done so much in her career that was like great. And this is the only thing that WWE ever does when they bring her out for a shtick is like, oh, I'm going to throw the title away. You know, like that was that was her low point. Do you know what I mean? Like that was like yeah. when I thought Alundra Blaze was like garbage, like no pun intended, right? Like I was like, why would she do that? Like that's freaking horrible, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm going to play it at the end of the show, but uh, Michael Cole had a great line during that whole segment. And he's basically like, oh, that's a, yep, that's a trash can. Like, oh just, like just to God. let people know it was a trash can if we couldn't tell. Oh my God. Yeah. Like we didn't know Alundra Blaze was reaching for a trash can. First of all, she said, I'm not going to be the 24 seven champion for very long. And I was like, Oh God, here we go. You know, <laughs> thank God. Thank God. Uh, Ted DiBiase freaking ran in and saved the day and like bought the title before she like dumped it in the trash. But, yeah, um, 10 grand. you know, huh. yeah, I know. Yeah. And she just took her money and run. I was like, please just, just don't ever show up on my TV again. Like no shade, but stay away. I've always had something for Candace Michelle, man. She still looks good. Still, like with the with like the Kim Kardashian bodysuit, whatever she was wearing. I mean, that, <laughs> that was roll. That was roll tie. That that sealed the show for me. Yeah, um, but she was trying to do that like Nikki Bella like spin. Yeah, it was and a it was slow just, spin. It, it was not happening. No. It was so, it was so awkward. I was like, "Are your hips okay? Like, what's happening right now?" You know, yeah. she was trying to do that. You know, the the sexy twirl, and it was just it was just not not good. But um, yeah, there was a lot there was a lot of really cool moments. I think what the twenty four seven championship changed hands like like what's eight times i can't remember exactly we'll have to get the stat guy on that um or the intern <laughs> to look that up how many times it, it changed hands but um it was cool i think it kept the show going i think it gave people a lot of stuff to watch i didn't like that they let kelly kelly win that i think that was a huge missed opportunity i was listening to another podcast this morning and they were talking about how you know if you were gonna let a woman w win like be a first woman to win the 24 seven, like, why wouldn't you give that opportunity to, to Carmella? You know what I mean? 100%. Somebody who's like yep. dedicated, like all these weeks to chasing the 24 seven title and been part of like, you know, mm -hmm. all these sketches, um, have her turn on truth yeah, and, and get the, yes. And we've been saying that for weeks now, like how cool that would be, you know, for her to, for her to turn on our truth and like become the first women's 24 seven champion. But instead they like wasted that moment and wasted it on, um, you know, Kelly Kelly, which, I mean, 
by all intents and purposes, as far as wrestling is concerned, she's irrelevant, you know, now, I mean, I know, I, I know she has some accolades from her, from her, from her day, right? Don't, don't all the Kelly Kelly fans come, you know, with your pitchforks at me, but I mean, you know, she didn't deserve to have that bestowed upon her. Yeah. It should have been a, a current superstar. I mean, it could have been, it could have been Drake Maverick's wife, could have been Carmella. There's yes! a lot of ways you could have gone yeah. with it, you know, over someone who really wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even like they give it to Trish or Lita or something. They give it to Kelly Kelly, who's still like in her defense. She looks like she did when she was like 25. I mean, she looks freaking amazing too, but, um, I, I digress. Um, what I did, you, did you like the fact that, um, Pat Patterson, didn't, couldn't even like get down on the ground to, to do a cover. He just like he literally put his foot on. Uh, who who was that? I was Drake totally Maverick. yeah. I was totally there for that though. I mean, dude, I love Pat Patterson. How old is Pat Patterson? I mean, he's got to be like freaking seventy, um, seventy eight. He he is seventy eight years old. No, I do not want to see Pat Patterson on the ground rolling anybody up and like break a hip. You know what I mean? I, I I think what he did was perfect. Seeing him when it was was super cool. So, um, I, I actually popped for that moment, and I kind of popped for you know the boogeyman moment with the worms and and all of that. So, um, yeah, you know, I know a lot of people were like, oh God, Pat Patterson couldn't even you know. Uh, take a bump or anything i'm like god dang he's 80 years old you're probably 30 (laughs) years old and couldn't take a bump you know what i mean like shut up very true yeah i mean i'm almost done with the 24 7 title just because the the hardcore title was like at least there was a little bit of a match that happened and now it's just i mean how many of the how many title changes have just been a a roll-up like just not even like when someone rolls you up and you're not even in your like 100% health, like is that really going to pin like a professional wrestler? Like, it's just it's just gotten to the point where I, it is funny, but I don't know how much longer they're going to be able to keep keep this yeah. going. I was I was something else I was listening to was talking about how the yeah how the roll up is so devastating like all the guys that are contending for the twenty four seven title like all you have to do is roll them up because like that that move is just absolutely devastating. There's <laughs> There's no way to kick out of it because it works every freaking time, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, you know what? It's so right. I mean, I knew it. Like, you, when you see it week to week, you're like, oh, God, I'm just going to roll him up. But, yeah, when you start to think about it, you're like, yeah, like, that, would, that wouldn't that would work on anybody in any other situation unless it was, like, the end of a hard-fought match or there was some sort of, like, you know, distraction or, you know, something like that. Yep. But, yeah, all the 24-7 guys just, like, get rolled up and, you know, there they go. Um but yeah, the Viking Raiders, they squashed uh, the Major Brothers, which um, was was I was kind of okay with because I'm glad that they finally squashed somebody with some clout, you know, versus like just squashing jobbers. Um, but I was surprised that, you know, they, they put uh, Zach and Kurt in that in that position. Yeah, it needed to happen. I think you need to build those guys up for maybe an eventual feud with AOP or, you know, a title run. It's, it's, you know, I mean, it's a good way to get people back you know, get them in the forefront. Uh, I liked that. I also liked um, the, uh, using McFoley to put over the Fiend, which was probably the best segment of the night. That was really well done. And, and using that mandible claw, it's like a more of a heel move. I'd love to see him continue yeah. to, to use that move. That would be kind of a cool passing of the torch. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. And it looked really like devastating, you know, cause he was like really digging it in there. And plus, you know, when you see like someone like that with that mask, I mean, obviously kind of like, you know, mankind, you know, just like this crazy psycho and this mask on top of you with, uh, you know, his, his hand in your mouth. 
whoa, somebody's got their, their speaker on. But, um, yeah, I thought it was, I thought that was a cool moment. And I thought it was cool that, you know, Mick Foley put, uh, put Bray over. Also, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this last week, but I wish they would just call him the fiend instead of Bray. Um, I think the fiend just sounds, just sounds better. I did like how I, I, Told Hill has been, we're, you know, I know we're going to touch on SmackDown in just a little bit, but um, how they did the SmackDown thing the next night, right? Like, we were kind of wondering how it was all going to play out with the interview segments and whatnot. But since we're on the topic of The Fiend, I like how they did the Firefly Funhouse, like the backstage promo, and he was kind of speaking for The Fiend, you know? Um, yeah, I thought that was that, cool. I, I thought it worked, you know? I was like, you know, I was... Like, kind of like when the Firefly Funhouse logo came up, I was a little bit like, oh, God, oh, God, what's going to happen? You know, how is this going to how is this going to work? Um, and then after it was over, I was kind of relieved. I was like, OK, I could be down for this, you know, like the, the split personality type thing. Yeah, I like that a lot. I mean, it'd be cool to just continue that going and even maybe maybe have him as like a how cool would it be to have him as like the fiend on Raw and then like this face like tweener thing on SmackDown just to kind of like. <laughs> You know, he's like a, he's like a, he's like beating the shit out of somebody on Monday, then he apologizes on, about it on Tuesday or something, and just like you know, tries to make yeah. a, make amends or something. So, uh, definitely a, a a ton of they can do with that character, and and we just needed something like that with the Undertaker being kind of on the way out. You know, you have something more supernatural, more like kind of, you know, it's not just a guy in shorts with a you know Joe Smith versus John Thompson or something. You have a just a cool character. Um, I th- I'm looking forward to that match. It's one of the few matches I'm looking forward to at SummerSlam. That match against Finn Balor, the Demon, yeah, Demon Kang is going to be good. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be really good. I mean, SummerSlam is shaping up to be good, and we're going to touch on the card just a little bit. But um, as far as uh, the Raw reunion um, overall, I mean, we did have you know a, an amazing Mike and Maria Canella segment. If you didn't see that, um, you know. Maria was talking about her stretch marks. Um, just cl- just classic, amazing stuff um, that you should definitely go back and watch on on the network. I'm pretty sure it's probably still in the, in the Hulu version as well. Got to put that lotion on. Get in, get put, in, the, put that put lotion the, on. Put the lotion on the skin, like, you know, Silence of the Lambs, you know, Buffalo Bill, you know, put the lotion on the skin. Um, let's see. What else, what else happened on freaking Raw Reunion? I think... Um, I want to just go ahead and jump into uh, the uh, the moment with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I thought it was great. I thought it's just, to me, Stone Cold, he's always the same Stone Cold Steve Austin, no matter where you hear him, no matter where he, he is. Um, I just love how authentic he is and how genuine he sounds. And he doesn't sound super scripted. I mean, you know, he even kind of came out, came out and admitted, like, you know, what I went backstage and I was asking, you know, what am I going to say? And like, just be yourself, you know? And that's exactly what he was. I mean, when you listen to his podcast, when you see the shows that he hosts, like, this is who he is, you know? And I thought it was just really cool for him to kind of like wrap the show up and kind of like put a nice little bow on the show. Um, and I heard him once say that, you know, the best gimmicks are just your own natural persona um, and personality, just like turned up to a thousand. You know, like who you are inside, like just crank it all the way up yep. to its most extreme. Um, and that's who he is with with Stone Cold versus like being just Steve Austin. You know, it's, it's the same guy. It's just Stone Cold is literally like turned up to a thousand. And I think that's what just makes him such an icon and such a legend. And I mean, there's a reason why they saved him for the very 
last segment of Raw. I mean, they knew people were not going to turn off their TVs until they saw Stone Cold Steve Austin. Or even if they did turn off their TVs, they were going to turn it back on in that third hour to see what Stone Cold Steve Austin had to do, you know, and I was really pissed off because when the graphic first came up, it was like Stone Cold Steve Austin and Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. I was like, why are they lumping him in with Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair? You know what I mean? Like those guys aren't going to have anything interesting to say at all. You know I mean? You know, Ric Flair is just going to do his same old, you know, woo, which he didn't end up saying anything, which I was okay with. Um, and then Hogan did his, his normal shtick, right. That you can, you know, you can always count on, on the Hogan shtick. Um, but then Steve Austin came out and like actually went down to the ring and I was like, thank God they're giving him like his own, his own moment. Have you seen the GIF or the, or the photo of, uh, Booker T's face, uh, from behind when he's watching like Hulk Hogan, like hug somebody. Oh my God. No. Oh Oh my my God. It's got like the, the devil's eyes. Like, you know, this motherfucker. Uh, oh seriously yeah, yeah you yeah, gotta look it up to... look it up or marco can find it for us but um yeah it, it was pretty hilarious so overall a good show it i don't know if it did enough to uh you know pump up some of the current day superstars but it is you know you get that nostalgia nostalgia feel uh for sure i think they i don't know if they do this once a year i you know i lose track of time with raws but no this is yeah this is a this is the first time i've done the raw reunion that i know of and i was gonna ask you know if you think this should be an annual thing i would i could totally be down for it being yeah. just a a once a year type of thing. I don't think it needs to be any more frequently than that. Um, I don't think there needs to be much, many more nostalgia shows than that a year, but I think one good nostalgia show a year is, is really good. It allows, you know, those legends to get a little bit of shine. You know, a lot of these guys like, like, you know, as much as we revere them and love them, I mean, they don't really do a lot with the business or anything, you know, like a lot of them don't do like promotional signings or anything like that. Um, maybe like WrestleMania weekend. Right. But like, it's cool for them to be able to get a big pop and be reminded like how much they meant to us. Um, which I think is, you know, a a good reason to have these shows. And also like, you know, what's funny is that I never even thought about, because I've been a viewer for so long and been a wrestling fan for so long that like, Newer viewers, I was listening to something earlier and it was talking about how newer viewers won't even, don't even know who a lot of these people are. And I'm like, oh my God, like you're so right. Like there's a whole like generation of people out there that are just starting to watch wrestling or have just gotten into wrestling during like ruthless aggression era or something like that. You know, they may know Ric Flair and obviously I think, you know, people can identify Hulk Hogan, but like other than that, you know, I mean, a lot of these people don't know any of these legends, you know, or why they should care about them. And that's kind of like, it's kind of sad, right? Because one day they're going to be gone. Yeah. And it's it, going mean, to be it's, like. It definitely is. And it's cool that they can bring these guys out and then kids or whoever watching younger fans can like become, know who they are. And then they can use these characters and like, you know, toy lines and cartoons and, you know, and, and kids know who Sergeant Slaughter is and. And all that kind of stuff. Marco just found the picture of Booker oh T. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at the picture. Oh my god, it is worth He's... a thousand, a thousand, whatever the saying oh is. Oh my worth god, a thousand a picture's words. worth a thousand words. Oh my god, yeah, dude, you guys, I have to put, I'll have to post this on the Instagram feed. Thank you, Marco, for finding this. It's it's Hulk Hogan hugging Ric Flair, and yeah, Booker T. I mean, I don't know if they just caught him at that with that perfect moment, or if he had that look on his face the whole time, but. He looks like he is staring a hole through the back of Hulk Hogan's head. And he's got like the meanest mug of all time. Oh my God. Like that's insane. This is the face, <laughs> the, this is the face I made when my mom was like after church would stand outside church for like an hour talking to all her friends. And I just want to get <laughs> home and watch WCW Saturday night so bad. 
uh, oh my god because we, we went to church on saturdays for some reason so yeah uh marco yeah, did that, also brought up the fact that, that at SummerSlam we they have not mentioned the demon kang uh it's just finn balor right now facing the fiend so i don't know if maybe i know there's been rumors that the uh, finn balor wants to take some time away so maybe maybe they do finn balor versus the fiend and then you know he comes back and they have a rematch as the demon kang i don't know interesting i mean it's got no i think it's got to be the demon at SummerSlam. They, there, there's no way that the demon is not coming out at SummerSlam. i mean it's just not gonna not happen you know what i mean it's I, just I, no. not gonna not happen you're right i don't even i don't even know what, if you really broke that down how, what sense that would make but it's he's coming out as the demon yeah he has at, I, he at definitely SummerSlam. has to but it's especially, the wwe so especially as the like you're going up against the fiend who which is like an unknown you know force of evil that you've got to go up against like why wouldn't you bring out all the heat you know just like he didn't bring all the heat when he went against brock i was like what are you doing like yeah. why would you not be the demon in one of the biggest matches of your freaking life the demon is undefeated so yeah if he doesn't come out the demon i'm poo-pooing on finn because that that's gonna piss me the hell off um also marco thank you marco did um some Rundown. Since the inception, the 24-7 title has changed hands 15 total times since, since its inception. It changed hands a total of six times on Monday. It was only six on Monday? I thought it was more than that. Um, Marco, do you have the, the rundown of who it actually was on Monday uh, as far as, like, you know, who it started with and then back and forth? Yeah, uh, let me pull it up real quick. So, on Monday, it was Pat Patterson. Mm-hmm. Um, Gerald Briscoe was the next. Kelly Kelly was in after that. Candace Michelle, Alondra Blaze, and then her sale to the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, and that was the final, except for you know, um, our truth getting it back at the end. But that was uh, that could be the seventh time, but I don't count him because he's always winning the title. Wait, didn't um, Drake got it back from Ted DiBiase in the limo, and then? And, and then, then our truth, truth got, got it back, back from yeah. him. So that would be that would be eight times, right? Yeah, eight, eight times. Eight. Yeah, technically. Yeah. Fire okay. Marco. So yeah, I was like, oh my gosh! Like I knew it. I was like, man, I knew it changed up because it changed hands three times right there at the end. You know, uh, Ted DiBiase, then um, you know Drake, and then back to back to our truth. But yeah, anyway, it bounced around a freaking lot, um, and I and I actually didn't mind it a lot. I mean, the women I could have went without, but I I did like seeing some of the legends actually actually get it. But that's pretty much all from from the Raw reunion. I just want to touch on SmackDown. We did get a match set up for SummerSlam between Shane and KO. It is if Shane or if KO loses, he quits. He quits the company. So, um, you know, what do you what do you make of that? I think Shane has somehow been able to go from feud to feud without any kind of like even a week in between each feud. He's just been like feuding. He's still feuding with Roman Reigns. He's still like. You know he's he's just like taking on all it's, comers here, but uh, I think it's going to be a badass match. I think it'll probably top that uh, that Miz match from WrestleMania somehow. I think you know him and KO on the mic and also in the ring, it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely think so too. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be good. Speaking of Shane, we didn't see him on Monday. Can you believe we had a Raw reunion and we did not see Shane McMahon one time? Yeah, or where's Stephanie been? Stephanie's been gone for a while too. She's not ever on the show anymore. Is she having more kids or something? 
who who knows? I, I'm not gonna be mad. Like take the McMahons off my TV for a little while. Like I, I bring them back every once in a while. Like you know, sometimes you need them for a little ratings boost or a, a pop or whatever. But yeah, get I don't mind the McMahons being being off my my telly. So. Uh, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting point because, you know, the Raw reunion went on. I was like, oh, my God, this is the first week where I haven't seen Shane multiple times on on my TV, um, which was which was a pretty crazy feeling. Obviously, he made his he made his appearance known on SmackDown by setting up that match with with KO. Um, and then, oh, Randy Orton um, and Kofi Kingston got set up and they kind of like shelled out what we all kind of like already knew that there was like this underlying like real life beef between Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston. Um, and of course I was talking to the heel husband about this and he was like, um, he was like, I don't know how real that is. And I was like, dude, I'm telling you it's real. You know, like it's, it's not, you know, of course he always thinks like everything's, everything's a work, you know, in, in wrestling. But um, I'm, I, uh, I'm, with, I'm with him. I uh, I think everything that happens on every show on every show is is fake and and everyone and it's, it is I love to see people on Twitter just think something is real which you know you know makes me think like no, like Santa dude, Claus is still real but hey kids who are watching this Santa Claus is still real okay yeah, yeah. don't let don't let the mean hot take kid um you know <laughs> make you crush your dreams but dude no it is so real because in 2010. Kofi, it was it was a triple threat match between John Cena and Kofi and Randy Orton, um, and Kofi had Ted DiBiase Jr. and Cody, I believe, were were his lackeys, and this was when I was kind of like out of the product, so legacy. I wasn't actually that was legacy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they uh, they had he had him, and then uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. comes in and does like he hits Kofi in the leg, and apparently Kofi botched the ending of the match. Right, this was back when Randy Orton, like if you've ever watched. Any documentaries on Randy Orton or any of the WWE specials like there was a period of Randy Orton's career where he was extremely arrogant extremely hot-headed extremely temperamental um but he was really good and the company absolutely loved him so like he could do he could do no wrong and they just kept you know giving him more chances um but just that's a kind of a set this up backstory um, he, Kofi botches the, botches the ending. You can see if you watch the clip, I will, I'll send you a, a, a link to the clip, but if you watch the clip, I mean, Randy Orton goes the F off on Kofi in the middle of the ring during an episode of raw. Like he's like yelling at him, like stupid, stupid, like for F sake, you know, I mean, he's just like, he is pissed off he doesn't even let the ref like raise his hand um so apparently you know when when uh randy gets down and does his like you know pounding of the fists and does it like he's going to that place right um kofi was supposed to stay down so that he could kick him in the face right and uh well kofi stood up too soon so he didn't get to do that part of his of his ending before the rko and orton rko's him gets pissed off and then just like rolls him up and dude it is a scene. And apparently after that, he goes backstage and, you know, lets everybody know how frustrated and how pissed he is and kind of kills Kofi's push because Kofi was supposed to be, I think, in Money in the Bank um, that was coming up later later in the year. And he was like set to set to win the Money in the Bank. And yeah, he wasn't even in the match after hmm. after that match. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. So. Yeah, it should be a good match. I'm I'm half tempted to to think they're going to take the belt off him. I would, I, would, I mean, as much as I love Kofi as champion, I wouldn't mind seeing one more run for for Randy Orton as as a world champion. And this would be, 
you know, leading into like the kind of the slope time of the year between SummerSlam and Royal Rumble, I wouldn't mind it too much. So, you know, but a good. I don't, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like this could be Kofi's like, um, Kofi's like his moment in the sun. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, obviously he had his moment in the sun at WrestleMania, but like this could be like his revenge moment, right? I guess it's not revenge if you're a baby face, but his like, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Redemption? Redemption. That's the R word I was looking for, not revenge. <laughs> I'm a heel. I think only revenge. <laughs> so it's redemption moment, right? Like his full circle. Like it's been 10 years and all this stuff. I mean, I don't know if they've squashed their like real life shoot beef or not. Like, I don't know. You know, it's been 10 years. Hopefully to God, they've grown up a little since then. But, you know, it is a good story to tell. It is something, you know, it's been a decade in the making. Um, and I think it would be really cool if Kofi comes out on top. I love, I, I like Randy Orton. I have no issues with him. He's one of those guys that you can count on all the time technically he's amazing in the ring um he doesn't like to make mistakes you can tell he he's a very he's very proud of his of his work um and you know there's no shade to randy orton and i don't think there's any there's he's not gonna lose anything by losing to kofi you know what i mean if they give us a great match and kofi goes over um and it tells a really good story like I'm not going to be mad at it. Obviously yeah. the marks, the marks are going to be mad because they're all pissed off at Kofi right now. But I mean, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Whatevs. I loved, I loved, uh, Elijah Woods on commentary. I love to hear him more in that role. Uh, I think he was great. He was hilarious on there. Um, go, going back to raw real quick. Fuck. How did you never like Samoa Joe? He's so fucking good. He is so <laughs> fucking good, dude. God, listen, I told you, I, that was a whole work. That was like know, years, I know, I know, I know. years in the making. But yeah, I, I had to, I had to suppress any, any good thing that Samoa Joe did for the last like three and a half years. I had to like suppress it because I couldn't, I couldn't let the, uh, the smarks in behind, behind the curtain of what was really going on. Um, but yes, yeah, Samoa Joe is really effing good. And I am really freaking excited for him and Roman Reigns to have a good feud. I mean, obviously we saw them at Backlash in 2018, which is arguably one of like the worst pay-per-views like ever. Um, and it wasn't, they didn't have a good, they didn't have a good feud in my opinion. So I'm excited for them, these two guys to go head to head. And when they like met in the ring, it felt important. And yeah, it felt, yeah. it felt like, Ooh, you know, like you have Samoan Joe and then you got Joe from Samoa. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is great. I love this. I'm so into this. Uh, anything else we should touch on uh, from SmackDown before we get uh, get a move in here? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, you know, there was this, that. But I mean, we'll get it. We'll get more into it. Oh, <laughs> I do want to touch on um, one. Oh, yeah, we got to touch on the freaking Shawn Michaels Dolph Ziggler beef. I thought that was incredible. And that was one of those moments that made me go, Oh, when Dolph Ziggler was like going, you know, telling uh, Shawn Michaels that he was an embarrassment since he, since his return and all that stuff. And the fact that he even returned embarrassed him. And then, Shawn Michaels just comes in with the knockout blow and he says it, you know, he's like, you know, it's even more embarrassing than that, you know, cause he admits he was embarrassed for his, for his return and how embarrassing it was. But he says, you know, what was even more embarrassing than that um, is that you have worked your whole career and you have nothing to show for it other than, you know, being compared to a second rate Shawn Michaels wannabe. <laughs> and I was, I, yes, exactly. I was like, Oh my God, like this is amazing. And then obviously, 
you know, Dolph comes back and says, you know, only second rate Shawn Michaels is, you know, right here in front of me. But it didn't have the same, it didn't have the same punch as when Shawn Michaels like hit him with that first, that first TKL. I was like, oh my freaking God. And it was so funny. I don't know if you saw, but like you can see Miz's face. Like, I don't know if Miz knew that line was coming, but when, when he said it, Miz was like, oh, <laughs> you know, so I thought that was, I thought that was a great, a great moment. Um, and I, I've heard teasings that Shawn Michaels is going to make another return. Um, obviously we saw on, on Monday, uh, he was chasing AJ Styles around the ring apparently and like yelling at him and getting really mouthy with him. And then at one point, AJ Styles yells out to Shawn Michaels, dude, like I know where, don't, I know where NXT is. Don't think that I won't come down there. Um, and I was like, Hmm, Hmm. Interesting. You know, I mean, I would I would not be mad at a, a Shawn Michaels AJ Styles match, you know, even if it was like a one off and not like not like a long feud, but like you know a one off match, I'd be I'd be okay with that. Marco, do you have something to add there? I thought I heard you talk. Never mind. Um, uh, what what's up with uh, Ziggler talking shit about Goldberg? You said this twice now. Is, it, is this? I mean, what what is this setting up? First off, because. Is this going to go anywhere? Is this just another kind of uh, like a raw reunion, like kind of hangover here with Shawn Michaels getting some mic time, or is this going to set up something? Or, uh, but I was confused by that, and also Ziggler, like this is the second, the, the last Miz TV with him and uh, the Miz, he talked shit about Goldberg, and now he's talking shit about Goldberg again. Are we going to get another, maybe one more Goldberg match where he just beats the shit out of Ziggler? I don't know. Maybe Ziggler. I think Ziggler's just grabbing the low hanging fruit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just a, I think, this is a high level jobber. Yeah, it's just something. It's just something for him to for him to say. So I, yeah, I don't I don't foresee a Dolph Ziggler. If they are, they're really they're really planting the seeds in a very subtle way. Um, if this is how they're planting the seeds for a Dolph and, and Goldberg uh, match, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't foresee foresee that happening. But yeah, it was it was a great week in wrestling. It was nice not to have like seven million shows to watch and a pay per view to watch and all of those things. It was nice just to like be able to like watch Raw and SmackDown. And I tuned into a little NXT tonight. I'm gonna go back and watch the whole show. But yeah, it was good to get back to my weekly my weekly viewing schedule. Uh, yeah, Velveteen Dream, Roderick Strong, Pete Dunne, Triple Threat, a Takeover. Holy, Holy shit macaroni i was like when Pete dunn like showed up i was like holy crap so apparently he's in nxt now i know this oh wasn't even God, on, really? yeah this wasn't even on our our radar yeah for us to talk about tonight oh but yeah apparently Pete dunn is in you know nxt obviously he was in nxt uk but now he's in like nxt usa usa so um yeah that was that was really really surprising and i i'm i'm stoked for it yeah, uh, I've said it last week. I'm going to say it again. They WWE knows what they're doing. They're they're pulling out all the stops. They're going to put stacking the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to put NXT head to head with this AEW sh- weekly show in October, and it's going to be tough to you know see who's going to win that because you know there's a ton of fire in NXT. You add Pete Dunne to that mix. Um, I, I still don't know what Daniel Bryan is going to hint at. Did he did he even come out this week? I didn't see him on the Hulu version. I did not see Daniel Bryan at all. I mean, I watched the live broadcast, and I, unless I missed it, I did not see Daniel Bryan at all. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what his announcement was. So uh, maybe I need to put put my ear to the ground. And, um, you know, yeah, Marco says no Daniel sighting, so that's confirmation. 
I don't know if he made any announcements via social media or YouTube or anything like that. I have not been in tune with all of that, but, uh, yeah, no, no Daniel Bryan. So he still has yet to announce his, his life altering news. So we, we shall stay tuned for that. Did you see that WWE network is rolling out an updated version? Remember we just talked about how uh, WWE network needed to update itself. Well, <laughs> we have we obviously have a mole once again and yeah d- wwe it's, they have a little um preview um if you go to like pro wrestling sheet.com is where i saw it um it's uh you know they're rolling out it's like a new interface and all of this stuff it looks so so nice it's kind of it does have nice. that like net that netflix feel to it there's going to be like individual superstar pages and um you know more search options and things like that so yeah it looks like it's going to be it looks like it's going to be really really nice i hope it's um hope it's good i hope they don't just like give us like a flop, like an iPhone update or something. You know what I mean? I hope it's like a legit overhaul that really does make a difference in the viewing experience for, for WWE network. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, you know, Netflix and Hulu, Hulu is the worst. Uh, it's like, you can't even tell when you're scrolling through things, you can't even tell what you're like highlighted on. Like it doesn't like it, the, the, whatever your like cursor is on, doesn't like jump out at you. And I hate that about Hulu. So hopefully that's something they fix about, uh, the WWE Network version, but uh, yeah, that we actually recorded a Patreon version of uh, this podcast with uh, you know some ways to fix the WWE Network. Uh, so if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can go back and listen to that. We actually have one new Patreon subscriber this week. We didn't touch on it at the beginning of the show, but Shane, Chef Shane, Shane Eby, uh, is a new what? Patreon what? subscriber. So welcome, Shane. He's actually already in our uh, Chick Fil A Fantasy Football League. So we have 14 teams already. I'm going to run them down real quick. It's it's me. It's our buddy Alex Cintron, Mike Lanham. Of course, Marco the Intern's in there, Kevin Harrison, John Worcester, Alan Day, Charles Messing, Seth uh, at Phoenix Rocket on Twitter, Fig Booth, uh, Chef Shane that I talked about, a couple other folks. So we have a, uh, a who's who of uh, folks here of our Foley family, 14 of us, $10 each, the winner take all. It's going to be $140 shopping spree at uh ringside collectibles once the season is over and if i win i'm either going to donate that or i'm going to pick one random person in the league to uh to give that to so uh it's gonna be fun i'm ready to kick everybody's ass sheena there's only a a couple things in this world that i'm really good at and one of those is fantasy football so uh i'm excited to see what happens here yeah, I am a three-time fantasy football champion myself. Um, gave it up after, you know, after, during the, the first pregnancy and, you know, the baby faces, it gets a little hard to keep up with, with all the things and all the things you need to do for fantasy football because it's like a part-time job listening to all the podcasts and updates and keeping up with all your players and whatnot and but uh, yeah, I did love it when. Uh, so I'm excited to see who, how you guys all shake out, and who I, I'm excited to see how you guys uh, draft and who you who you guys pick. So I'm pumped for that. Um, also an announcement for all you guys in uh, Cashville, Tennessee. That's like a ancient reference. Sorry, um, I'm old. But um, it's they're doing WWE Smackville in Nashville. So um, you can go. It's basically like a you know it's gonna be like a glorified you know boosted up house show but they're that they're going to actually be you know recording and and showing um on tv so that is july 27th at bridgestone arena in nashville tennessee so make sure you know that's something that you're interested in or if you're in the area and you want to go to wwe smackville 
look for look for tickets. So far, the matches that are confirmed are we're having a triple threat between Kofi Kingston, Samoa Joe, and Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Championship. Uh, a triple threat between Bailey, Alexa Bliss, and so- uh, Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And then we got Shinsuke versus Finn Balor for the IC title. So those are the confirmed matches so far. And obviously, I'm sure they're going to add add some more as the as we get closer. Would you recommend? Have you ever been to uh, Nashville? I live, yes, I live literally like 35 minutes from Nashville, like maybe 40 minutes depending on where you are. But yeah, I live like north of Nashville. That's where I grew up. Is it? We're, we're trying to figure out a family vacation for next year with uh, my parents and the kids and all this stuff. And we're, we, we put a bunch of places in the hat. We're going to pick it out. And of course, that just divulged into a bunch of bickering and like too much analysis. But Nashville was one of the places that I picked. I'm just wondering if it's of like a, you know, I, I, I like a fam- a bachelor party. I feel like would be cool there. I don't know if there's a ton of stuff to do for, you know, families. Do you think it's like a good like place to spend a week, or think something more beachy? A week would be a little long, I think, to spend in Nashville. Yeah, if you're not like a a bachelor and going to do like the nightlife and stuff like that. I mean, there's a zoo and like a um, kids museum and stuff like that down there. But as far as like um, taking your family there for a week. I mean, you can see like, you know, Grand Ole Opry and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I, I go to the beach, dude. That way your kids can just play in the sand. You can sit back and, you know, uh, drink some beer. Crush and, beers, yeah. Yeah, and, and enjoy yourself. So yeah, I would definitely. I mean, Nashville's a definitely a cool place to visit. Um, I don't. I wouldn't take my family there for, for a week, though. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be more of a, a mommy and daddy trip. Without yeah, the, without the totally. family, without the kids, yeah. So sorry, for, sorry for the side note. Um, yeah. But, uh, Raw and SmackDown in the books. You talked about um, Smackville, full name, mm-hmm. but it's cool to get stuff like that on the network on a Saturday night. If you're not doing anything, pop it on and have a couple cold beers and watch some yeah. watch some free wrestling. So that's always cool. Um, yeah. Anything else to add? Anything we missed, Marco, from Raw and SmackDown before we get into our weekly purchases? Uh, no, I think you pretty much covered everything. Sweet. Um, we don't need, um, I mean, we don't if you need you actually, here anymore, man. We're so good at this now. I mean, well, if you want to go over the uh, <laughs> the the great match that Apollo Cruz had with Shinsuke Nakamura, he really showed out. I think. Really? That's kind oh, of okay. Um, that was a match on SmackDown. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. The Ember Moon Charlotte match wasn't that much to talk about. Fruit roll up ending, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah, I think just the Apollo Cruz and Shinsuke match, I think, was. A pretty much of a standout of that night. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, let's get into our weekly purchases. The money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Ooh, everybody's favorite segment where Sheena and I, and I guess Marco can uh, chime in as well with our weekly purchases. This is uh, when Sheen and I usually tell everyone what we bought this week. Figures, wrestling memorabilia, what have you. Uh, so it's uh, always everyone's favorite. Uh, Sheena, do you want to start? Yeah. Um, so we uh, we had a pretty good week. I can't remember last week if I touched on um, getting Elite 69. So I have complete 
Elite 69 series, which is just a banger of a freaking Elite series. A lot of people were saying it's the, the best series today. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's like a quick knee-jerk reaction. And I mean, if I was just looking at it, I'd be like, yeah, it's pretty damn nice. strong. But I would literally nice. have to go back and look at all of the, nice. the different Elite series nice. to figure out if this is the, the best one of all time. But there, I think nice. people are hyped because there's a lot nice. of first time in line. I mean, we have Ali, nice. we have Ricochet, we have Bobby Lashley that are first time in line. And then, you know, you got Rey Mysterio. Uh, a really cool Miz figure and then my man even though it's not his first time in line it's his first time this version of him and that is Mr. Blackheart Tommaso Ciampa that figure is so dope so I did some unboxings and posted them over at the YouTube page and on the Patreon page. So make sure you check those out. Um, I unboxed all the first time in line. So we did get all of Elite 69. Um, we did have a ringside order come in today, actually. And I got Elite 69. I got the Chase Ali as well. So I got the red. It comes in oh, red. nice. Yeah, it comes in red and yellow. So they both look incredible. Uh, but I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep the... I'm going to keep the red one and then I am actually sending the yellow over to uh, Marco, the intern, because, you know, we like to sh we like to share the love around here. So I'm sending him Elite 69, uh, Ray and Ali. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited to get that. And then we got the SummerSlam, Brett, the basic, because we're going to do a head swap on our Ultimate Edition. Oh, um, I like I that. Yeah, you know, at the, at the head sculpt on the the new SummerSlam, Brett was really it. It's still got the hair in the face, but it's not like that one like clump of like turd hair. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's kind of like wispy. It's a little more wispier. So I like I like the that basic face scan that they have on there. So we're gonna do a quick head swap on that. Um, and then we got Elite sixty eight Roman Reigns. Uh, what's cool about this? I mean, you know, let's be honest like you know if you've seen one roman reigns figure you've pretty much seen them all um we love our man roman but this one is really cool because it's the first ever roman that comes with the closed fist for superman punching so i love that it's got the swappable hands for the superman punch um instead of just like having the open <laughs> the open punching hand right like you can actually like legit have a closed closed fist um and we also picked up um a few of the new series of the wwe pop so we um we got Bret Hart, we got Becky, and then we got Elias were the three that we picked up from the series. We left, there was Undertaker, Trish, and someone else, I can't remember, that we that we left behind. But uh, yeah, we wanted to make sure that we picked up those three for sure. So as far as weekly purchases, I think that is all we got. But I think you have a pretty solid list of, of purchases that you picked up this week, right? Yeah, I actually pre-ordered that uh, Bret Hart pop uh vinyl from amazon should be arriving it was supposed to arrive in september looks like it's been moved up to august i ordered it back in april so i totally forgot all about it until you said what that sentence yeah. so uh <laughs> it, it is a pretty cool I, i'm i'm slowly i'm not going to get deep into pops but i have i'm going to have like a little wall here i already have i think a warrior savage and hogan i'm just going to get mm -hmm. like a like a mount rushmore like a five a five should maybe get rick flair and be done with it uh, now that I have uh, Bret Hart coming. So uh, I know a lot of people get into those pops. So it's a slippery slope for sure. Yeah, and, uh, it is. Even just the WWE line. I mean, it's expanding. Yeah. Oh, it's God. expanding quite a bit. You know, I mean, I used to have tons and tons and tons of pops. Like I was collecting so many different lines. And so I finally cut it off and was like, no more pops. I sold off a bunch of my pops and we were only going to keep uh, my horror and Halloween pops. And then the WWE pops. Well, 
the WWE, I'm like, oh my gosh, like we don't even get all the variants and everything. You know what I mean? Like we, we don't even get all of the WWE pops. We get all of the individual characters. Like if there's a new character that comes out, we'll get that. But like, we won't get like every single, you know, version or variant of the pop because I mean, literally it's just, it's like so much, but um, yeah, they are, they are a slippery slope because they're a lot of fun. I don't even know why I like them or why other people like them. I mean, they literally are nothing but display pieces, you know? Um, and they're, I mean, I know people do photography with them and stuff but like no articulation besides like some head articulation and they're basically just like little mass-produced figures that like i don't know i don't know what the appeal is but something about them just like gets me right in the feel spot oh also did you get your email that your macho man from entertainment earth shipped because my order is officially shipped so i should be getting that very soon didn't get the email, but they charged my credit card, so that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Yeah, yeah that's a so good sign. So hopefully that'll come. I got a couple of those coming. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. Hopefully in the next week or so. I also received Elite 69 Ali and Ricochet. Our good buddy Darius put in an order, and we kind of piggybacked off each other to save on the shipping. So I got both of those. I got Jeff. I got the Jeff Hardy SummerSlam Basic, which uh, one of our Patreon subscribers, Zach Eagleoff, who does a lot of graphics for us. He uh, he saw those SummerSlam basics uh, at his local Walmart today. He sent me a picture. So those are starting to show up, which is good. And uh, I also got that SmackDown pop-up stage uh, for the kids. So I have a I have a growing box of, of toys for my son. He's going to get that Jeff Hardy basic. And he's going to get the pop-up stage. So, But he's got a bunch of elites already for Christmas. I have a, sadly have a box already building of stuff for him. So uh We'll see how that goes. Uh, I I, t- I messaged you the other night because I f- I was I'm diving into this yeah. defining moments uh, collection. I found uh, the Crow Sting, Razor Ramon, and Undertaker defining moments uh, for sixty five bucks for the three of them. Yeah. Uh, not counting shipping. So uh, I jumped on that. Those should be coming uh, here very very soon. I don't know if I touched on it last week, but our, our good—I think I did. Our our good buddy Kevin Harrison, who's also a Patreon subscriber, picked me up the Elite Legends uh, British Bulldog uh, from uh, their action figures yeah. the store in, in Dover, Delaware. So that's—I haven't picked it up from him yet because I've been lazy. Uh, but also this week I picked up Retro Series Seven. Actually, today the whole set—I'd already had a couple series sets of those, but they're five dollars at uh, wow. Walmart right now. So. Uh, we can we'll tweet out the link uh, if you follow on Twitter, uh, who's one of my favorite follows. He's uh, he's all about the retros. It's retro. It's to, at WWE Retro Stars. He's always tweeting about different places you can find. He tweeted a Brickseek link to uh, find the WalMarts near you that those are on sale for five dollars. So I, I stocked up on them. I don't know if somebody that we know is going to need them or someone down the line, you know, they're going to be worth something. But for five bucks each to get the whole set for twenty dollars, I couldn't really turn it down. You know, I'm a fan of the retros. Um, and yeah. we, we kind of announced it on the show last week where we heard that they were officially on a hiatus, which <laughs> you know it sucks. Uh, I'm I'm bummed about it, but the fact that they're still seeing all of these in stores and they're having to mark them down to five bucks is 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 not a good sign. You know, I mean, obviously they're not. There's a strong, you know, fan base for them, but these they're just not selling. You know, I mean, I've all my WalMarts have these Series Seven, um, and not many of them got in Series Eight. So I mean, you know, if they're marking them down to five bucks, it's not a you know can't be good for you know the bottom line or whoever the company is looking at. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not a good sign, but I, I am staying optimistic that the fact that they said hiatus instead of just, like, discontinued, you know, and straight up just coming out and telling us, like, yeah, they're gone. You know what I mean? Like, no more 10 series, like, that's it. Um, they said hiatus, which, I mean, again, is is doesn't look good. It's not promising, but it's hopeful. You know, I mean, there's, there's hope to come back from a hiatus. I mean, we just saw Shawn Michaels came back from his, from his retirement. So, uh, you know, any, anything, anything can happen. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm not giving up on them just yet, but we are going to do, um, a Patreon episode with our, our buddy, Mike Lanham, uh, him and Phil are going to be running down their, the retro series. We're going to be talking about Hasbro's. Um, and things like that. So stay tuned for that. We'll be recording that hopefully this week and getting it out to you guys. Um, and, you know, we, we, we planned that episode long before we knew that the, uh, you know, that the retros were going to be, we're going to be gone from our lives forever. So uh, it, it'll have a little, it'll have a little bit, a little bit different tone than what we had originally anticipated. I didn't even, I forgot to mention, I have a couple more things here. I, I got home today from work and I had a package on the, front steps from uh, the one sheena phelps uh of retro series 10 mm -hmm. in, uh, from ringside collectibles you sent it over to me because you don't collect them after you did a video on our youtube and in the figure defenders these things are beautiful man i gotta yeah. i gotta pick up some of these for the, my for my mint on card collection but yeah these are great i already have them loose i opened up the entire series 10 for our patreon subscribers uh, but now I have a whole other set. So all I need now is Series 9 to collect to, to complete the collection. Um, I did also pick up the Yokozuna Hasbro in the red diaper, I guess you want to call it, uh, <laughs> from the Hasbro collection from our buddy Hastel Toy, who uh, always been a great source for if you're looking for old wrestling figures. He has like a, a whole store now somewhere in New Jersey at like a – like a pop-up location, but um, he's Hastel Toy, H-A-S-T-T-E-L Toy on Instagram. He's a great follow. Um, he's always uh, hanging out with the Major Brothers and going to their shows and stuff. But uh, yeah, he's a he has a bunch of, of great older stuff that if you're looking for something, check him out there. Uh, and you actually have we'll get into a little bit, yeah, a little uh, retro, no, not retro recommendation. What am I? What am I talking uh, about? Our random merch. Our random merch, yeah. You got some old school Hasbro green cards here. But I'm trying to think if I have anything else that I purchased. I don't think I I, I do here. So, oh, I did I did start seeing the WrestleMania Basics sh showing up at five below. That's like Elias and Charlotte and Kevin Nash with the Fabio hair and yeah. uh, Mom Jeans John Cena. Uh, so <laughs> those will be at your local five below for $5 if you need some, some basic figure figures. Uh, but that's it. That's it for me. I hopefully have some more uh, additions next week as well. Yeah, real quick. Um, you mentioned our buddy Zach Egoff, um, and I have to tell this story really quickly because my friend Taryn hit me up in my DMs the other day, and she was like, you know, we're loving your show. And she said the boyfriend is a wrestling fan, and he noticed that a friend of his had interacted with your show too. Z Egoff is his screen name. But wow, your show is great. We're uh, we are going to listen to more. I try to keep up with wrestling a little bit here and there, and he watches it too. But heading to Hilton Head to see his parents for the week and, and loving your show. And I was like oh my gosh like thank you so much you know and like so this guy um i her boyfriend's name is uh andrew Dahl, and he is like college buddies with our buddy zach egoff wow. so like 
Yeah. So like how small of a world, like, you know, the world feels so small sometimes when, you know, like I went to college with Taryn and then she's dating a guy who is like, you know, a friend of a friend of a fan of our show now, you know what I mean? Like it's, it it, I don't crazy, know. It's yeah. Just, yeah. It's crazy how like the world connects you sometimes and you're like, man, this is such a small place. Yeah, I just started following Taryn from, uh, on Instagram because she started following me. So, uh, yeah, Taryn, yeah, Taryn yeah, is a, she's, she's awesome. She's like a, a super cool chick. She's the one, do you remember a while back when we were talking about like, uh, albums and you said you love Dave Matthews and I was talking about my, my crazy roommate who like had the Dave Matthews tattoo. Like that's Taryn. Oh, cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, so that's her. So, uh, yeah, I just thought that was a funny little, a funny little moment but yeah i definitely want to get into this random merch of the week since i feel like it is appropriate because r.i.p retros uh we barely knew you um 10 series and there was so much so much more potential for them we never even saw a a single women's retro figure which i think is like a total shame but we do have um there's a complete set on the ebay of Hasbro WWF green carded um, figures. Don't tell me it, the price. I want. I want to guess, but keep okay, going with the description. So, okay. So let me let me give you the description first, and then you can guess the price. So these this is the green series. Like this is the last ever series of Hasbro's. Uh, probably like the least amount of distribution of any of any of the series of Hasbro's. Um, so they're they're super valuable, right? Even if you find these things loose, like they they are super valuable. But this guy has them. I mean, they are mint on card. Oh, it's the God. it's the entire yeah. It's the entire series um i mean he says the cards are in perfect condition no yellowing of the bubbles the bubbles are tightly attached to the cards tight bubbles. Um, yeah got nice tight bubbles for you guys um and i mean he says they're they're in amazing shape no breaks no cracks no holes no splits no dents no missing pieces um and and all of the cards are actually in plastic so he's like sealed them sealed them in plastic so you know they won't get dirty or anything like that but anyways um what would you think an entire series of uh green card hasbros would go to so that this includes crush atom bomb the smoking guns yokozuna Lud, ludwig borga and the one two three kid all moc mint on card do you say atom bomb too atom bombs on there yep yeah okay yeah I have, I have all of these except for one two three kid but mine are loose um mm -hmm. are we doing prices right rules can't go over um yeah i say i say you can't go over you go over okay. you bust all right. Oh my God, this is going to be expensive. I'm going to say is, it is free shipping. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say two grand. Mm. Yeah, you're not even in the ballpark. Um, uh. it's thirty thirty five hundred dollars. Oh, God damn! With, <laughs> with free shipping. Um, it says or best offer, so you might be able to offer him two grand and see and see if he'll budge. But yeah, they are they are beautiful, man. I mean, the cards do look, and he's got the cards. So the cards are uh, obviously I didn't even see this the first time, but they're they're on the cards, and then the cards are in protector cases. Oh, nice. So yeah, so they are being you know that he's taking the utmost care of these figures and then they are wrapped in plastic on top of that so um i mean they are they are really really nice but damn dude 3500 i mean but i mean it's the it's the whole collection in one fell swoop so it's like you know you just chuck out that that chingle chingle and you know you get them you get them all 
Man, sometimes I wish I had like a time machine and like I could do so many cool things with a time machine, but the first thing I'd probably do is go back and buy, go to KB Toys and buy all these for like, you know, five bucks each and just like, you know, have a mansion somewhere. Yeah, what uh, was it like three for 10? There was like, you know, the sale, like the Hasbro sale, like three for 10, I think is what it, what it was back in the day. Um, Yeah, pretty yeah no i can't i cannot imagine um yeah keeping these on cards like it'd be like that that back to the future moment you know like getting getting the almanac and then betting on all the sports games you know like you go back and collect all the figures that you know are going to be you know hard to find and you know keep all your ljns on cards and all that stuff you know yeah uh crazy yeah i mean that's it is a hard set to get and that that uh the the one i'm missing the one two three kid is probably a good seven eight hundred dollars of that thirty five hundred so yeah marco just sent me the link i don't even want to look at this oh my god yeah you can look at it i mean it's definitely it's definitely good uh eye candy but at the same time it's just like that price tag hurts it's almost like you almost feel like he he like doesn't want to sell them you know what i mean like he's just kind of like let me throw this up and see if somebody will give me thirty five hundred dollars for these because i really don't want to sell them but if i have to you know Marco found the uh, the the same exact thing, not in Finger Defenders, for two thousand dollars on eBay. So he just sent us a link here. Oh no so, way! Wow, of course, what random that I, he would say the same price that I was thinking of. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, those. I mean, if you're into Hasbro's and you don't have these figures, they're I think they're only going to go up and up and up and up. Obviously, especially with uh, you know the scarcity of them and uh, you know the quality of them being on card. Shit, you know you could. You could do a lot with these. So, uh, yeah, cool. Great. This might be my favorite uh, eBay find that you've ever had, Random Merch of the Week. This is awesome. Yeah, it is, it is pretty It is pretty sweet. So, yeah, I was stoked to come across that. It was just like, you know, because, you know, I like to go back and forth. I like to have some reasonably, reasonably priced merch and then, you know, get some expensive things and then go back to some reasonably priced merch. And I was like, hmm, this is definitely in that, that expensive category. But um, that brings us to our retro wrestling recommendation of the week. And, you know, it's SummerSlam month, so we are... <clears throat> kicking it off with all SummerSlam picks. And this one is an epic one. It is summer from SummerSlam 97, Undertaker versus Bret Hart for the World Championship. Um, and it is HBK as the guest referee. So this was like the pinnacle of heel Bret, you know, just like America-hating Bret. Um, so super awesome. This is the match where he became, you know, a five-time champ. Him and Hulk Hogan were the only two at that point in time who had been a five-time champ. Actually, at that point in time, um, him and Hulk Hogan were the only champions who had won over three world world championships. So, um, you know, to say that Bret Hart was was doing the damn thing is a, is an understatement. But what's really cool about this match is, again, you know, HBK was the guest referee. He, you know, hits Undertaker with a chair. He's trying to hit Bret, which Bret, he spits one of his epic loogies mm. right in the face of Shawn Michaels. I mean, if you if you see this thing, like, it's intense. Like, Bret can spit. <laughs> he can, you know, say what you want about Bret Hart, but the man can hawk a loogie. Um, and he hawked it right in Shawn's face. And, I mean, you can see whenever he hits Undertaker, 
with the chair and knocks him out. Um, it pans right to, to Sean's face and you can see Brett's spit like hanging off of Sean's lip. <laughs> and it is so, it is so gross, but, um, he, you know, gets the count. Brett becomes a five-time champ. Um, and you know, this, this ultimately led to, to Undertaker versus Sean at Hell in the Cell. So if you got some time, this, um, this weekend, definitely check out SummerSlam 97. There's some actually some really good matches on this card. Um, unfortunately, this is the also the event the event where uh, Owen Hart broke Stone Cold yep, Steve Austin's neck, yeah. um, which was which was completely unfortunate. But um, and also, your husband and I were talking about this, and at this point, so we were we were watching it the other night, and the end of the match, you know, the heart foundation comes out, you know, you got Davy boy and Brian Pillman and Owen. And at this point, Brian Pillman only has like, I think what was it like two, two and a half months until his unfortunate passing. Um, and it was so eerie to like, see him, you know, they're just in the ring, you know, living his life. And then you're like, Oh my God, like this is like two months before he passes away. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's pretty crazy to go back and watch some of these old matches, you know, and kind of like knowing what we know now and kind of like knowing the history and all of that. Like it's, it's really crazy, but it was a really great match. So it is your wrestling recommendation, retro wrestling recommendation of the week. Yeah. It's funny. I was just watching, I don't know if you had had it last week or not, or if I, I think I was listening to the, uh, Jim Ross podcast with Conrad Thompson, but they, they did the in your house Canadian stampede recap. And that's the pay-per-view right before this one. And that is an awesome, this, this 97 year might be more, I might be more of a fan of this year than the attitude era. I mean, oh, you have, 90, oh, yeah. you have, yeah. you know, Brett and Sean at the top of their game, you have, you still have, you know, Stone Cold about to really, you know, become what he what he was. The Undertaker is still in his prime, and you still have yeah. some guys kind of hanging over. You still have Hunter Hearst Helmsley about to become, you know, Triple H in a year or so. Mankind is at the top of his game. Uh, a lot of talented guys. I love the Bulldog, Ken Shamrock. You know, this this was a really good card too. This SummerSlam card. So yeah, definitely check it out. And um, yeah, I mean that that matches, you know. I'll, I'll never forget it. That was one of my favorite SummerSlams, so good call. Yeah, to add to that, I mean, if you want to watch it, what it, what is, in my opinion, the best complete year in wrestling, start in November 96 and then go to November 97. And to me, like, that is, like, the best year in in wrestling history. Um, it's, it's just absolutely incredible. For everything that you just said, you know, Brett and Sean, you know, Undertaker, all of it is just it's just unbelievable. It's an unbelievable year in wrestling. So, um, you know, if you want to really, you know, get hype and <laughs> relive, relive a really great part of the, of the WWF past. Um, that's it. November 96 to November 97. Good call. Uh, do we have any listener mail this week? I think we do, right? Yes. Yes. We got some listener mail. Um, we actually had some, Thanks. some questions posted on the chick Foley Facebook page. Um, so this says, um, what, okay. What elite has been the biggest letdown this year so far? Mm, biggest letdown so far. What do you think, Phil? Do you have any? I'm trying to think. Let, uh, let's let Marco answer it first so I can think of something. How about that? <laughs> you're gonna put marco on the spot yeah he's an intern man i can't i mean i can't think of anything off the top of my head which is probably a 
a good a good thing. Uh, probably the Ronda Elite. That that's pretty with the with the, like the full black suit and the the con the contract signing. I don't know if that was that was maybe the very beginning of the year. Or the very end oh, of last I was year. Like, I know you're not saying the ultimate editions because that's one of the best. No, figures. no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. The, the uh, Elite 65. So that was probably more toward the end of last year or beginning of this year. But you know, that was her first real you know elite figure, and it was not very good. Um, yeah, there's an uh, there's an Elite Alexa Bliss. Uh, it's like a Walgreens Alexa Bliss that I thought was just kind of like meh, meh. You know, I love Alexa Bliss, um, but I just didn't think there was anything special about about that figure i mean she's wearing like you know black black shorts black boots like a black and pink top and like little pink hair tips and she's got the the raw women's championship but it's just i feel like that was one of those that was just kind of like you know i feel like they could have done a lot a lot better yeah i can't think of it marco you, you got something um i would probably say i mean there's a becky lynch as well that was like a walgreens that isn't that great. Um, they canceled that line pretty quick because yeah, those figures sucked. Yeah, the other the other one I could think of, which it's not really a bad figure. It's the it's the uh, the Shayna Baszler with the the horrible title that they gave her. Yeah, the that's that's not the figures not a letdown. It's just that whole the package was a letdown. We'll say. Yeah, they they I agree. I was about to say the figure was actually pretty freaking bomb. Um but the fact that they gave us the men's NXT title instead of giving us a women's NXT title was such a bummer. It was such a freaking buzzkill. I was like, I cannot believe they just pulled the okie doke on us cuz all the renderings and all the photos and everything showed the women's title and it was legit just the men's title in a in a women's packaging. So, um yeah, that was that was definitely a letdown. Um, our next question comes in from uh, Charles Messing, and that was from Dar- That was from our buddy Darius Johnson, the elite question. So thank you, Darius. This is from Charles Messing. He says, any plans to do any watch-alongs or open chat threads for SummerSlam or All Out or All In or Full House or is it straight flush? So he's making he's making a jab at AEW. <laughs> um, so I said, yeah, I'm, to- I'm totally down to uh, to do some chat threads. Um, we have our Discord chat or we could do our, our live Facebook um, chat so i'm totally down to do that charlie uh so you know yeah i thought it would be cool for us to figure out a way to like skype uh and then maybe send people the link and throw it on youtube and then like, we can kind of watch it while we're watch, you know on our computers yeah. while we're in front of our computers well you know i yeah. i definitely need someone tech savvy to help me figure all that out i know our buddy zach is my go-to person when i need anything internet related that i can't figure out but uh yeah i would love to start doing that stuff and now that sheena's kind of settled more the summer is is in full swing here we're gonna start doing some more cool stuff like that so charles stay tuned dude yeah, Charlie, I'll be watching um, both SummerSlam and uh, Straight Flush. So you can, you can, yeah, you can count on me to to watch both shows, and I'll be I'll be interacting with you guys, any interacting with you guys live. Um, so thank you for asking a question. Another question comes in from Corey Handy. He says, if you could keep one figure from your entire collection, which one would it be? Um, okay, so this may surprise you, but I would keep. Um, my Hasbro Bret Hart, um, because it has very sentimental value. It was, I took that to the hospital with me and it was in the room whenever I had my son, Bret. (laughs) So I had it set up, you know, you bring like, you know, all of your little possessions that you want to make 
to make the room feel comfortable. So I couldn't bring the dogs with me. So I brought my, um, you know, my little dog pops, my little wiener dog pops. Um, I brought Brett Hasbro and then I brought, um, a, you, do you know what a Dorbs figure is? No idea. Phil. No idea. It's like a, it's like a little. It's basically like a, it's a, it's made by Funko. I think they're made by Funko, I believe. But um, they're they're basically like little mini Funko pops, you know. Essentially, uh, I brought a Texas Chainsaw Massacre Dorb, <laughs> and and I brought two two Game of Thrones dra or I brought a Game of Thrones dragon. So um, yeah, I brought wow. lots of little lots of little knickknacks and like twinkle lights and everything for my for my um you know room my delivery room so that it would feel like home and it worked i had a, I had a smooth labor and delivery it was it was nice so ladies out there if you're if your figure marks make sure you set up get you some nice figures for your for your labor and delivery room some twinkle lights makes all the difference in the world man i want to say i might even say the same is this the, the pink shades uh hasbro bret hart yeah yeah, I'm, I'm going to say the same exact figure for different reasons, yeah. obviously. Uh, I've been building this Hasbro collection for a long time, and Bret Hart was always my favorite wrestler. I never had a Bret Hart Hasbro, and I think I've mentioned this to my wife. This was like two years ago, maybe. And she bought me that for either my birthday or Father's Day. She bought it off, you know, she had never used eBay or, you know, she doesn't use it as much as I, you yeah. know, me and you do. But uh, she surprised me and just had it like, you know, a little gift bag. And it was just, you know, it was, it was cool. You know, it probably isn't the... You know, the most expensive Hasbro in my collection, but it means a lot to me because it's uh, it has some sentimental meaning for sure. So so cool, yeah, that is cool. And isn't it funny, like how like you know you think like your partner, you say something, and you think they're not listening, or you think they're not paying attention, and then all of a sudden they do something sweet like that, and you're like, oh my god, you do love me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's the that's probably the best advice I can give to someone in a you know people younger than us. And I don't know if Marco can attest to this, but. Uh, my wife has gotten me into the habit of it and I've tried to be really good about it, but, you know, listening and, you know, cause we, you know, you like me and like you and Seth, you guys buy whatever you want, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Uh, so it's, it gets kind of hard around the holidays or Valentine's day or your birthday to kind of surprise people or come up with gifts. But, you know, you, I make a little mental list or, you know, in my phone and my notes, I'll just make, you know, my, you know, even if it's something, uh, like kitchen related or it's not like something you know clothing yeah. it's not anything cool but like you know, if, if i hear her mention something that you know god i wish i had a news one of these or this is getting old like i'll make a little list and you know just kind of you know because just the, it's really the thought of like okay you like took the time to remember and think about me when i said some random sentence in the middle of the night um so that's always uh that's always you know if anybody who's getting married or in a long-term relationship you know just yeah. just be a good listener you know be a good listener, yeah. Take notes and just like do little things all the time to, uh, you know, just show your just show your spouse appreciation. It doesn't always have to be uh, buying things, but you know, giving little gifts or giving little, you know, little things here and there. It does it does make a difference. It doesn't have to be anything over the top, like you said. I mean, just taking notes. Like if if your wife says she needs something in the kitchen, you're like, mm, noted. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a good that's a good relationship tip, Phil. Yeah, you know, um, we're, trying to, we're trying to you know build build people up around here, not not tear them down. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So thank you, Corey, for that question. Um, we got two more, and then we are gonna hit the road. Um, this one comes in from Kevin Harrison. He says he was listening to Jr's podcast, and he keeps harping on the fact that there are no current promo there's no current promotion that has an over mega heel, and it's a major problem in the business. What do you feel is the main thing missing from today's wrestling? Um, and he says, side note, he thinks if WWE turned Big E on Kofi New and New Day, that they would have a great 
great over mega heel. Yeah. Um, so his, his question is, is what do you think the main thing that is missing from today's wrestling? And honestly, I think it's, it's just a mix of things, right? Like we, we've talked about the way WWE could, could improve the product, but honestly, I think, um, just having like back in the attitude era and stuff, you just, you realize like everybody on the roster had like, a role they had something they were doing you know and they had something that they were shooting for even if it was like a little comedy act or something like that like i feel like everybody kind of played their part and all the stories kind of intermingled with one another and everybody had a storyline um and i think that's something that's kind of missing today and we're getting better you know i mean they did they did implement the 24 7 which gets a lot more guys screen time despite what you may think about the 24 7 title i mean there's a lot of guys getting tv time that were not getting tv time previously right so that's definitely something to be happy about with a 24 7 title despite how you feel about it but i do think you know just like back in the attitude era like like i said just having everybody kind of have something going on instead of just like now it's like a couple of big storylines and like that's it you know if you're not part of one of these like major four or five storylines like meh uh how many times have they turned braun Strowman face and heel in the last year I don't know, and I don't even know if that's a question Marco could answer because literally, like, no. I, it's one, it's one of those things that's like you don't even know when it's happening. You're like, wait a minute, is he a face? Is he a heel? I don't, I don't know. You know, and, and um, this isn't this isn't new. I mean, they've done this to the Big Show for the last decade, but I mean, you you could have Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens could both be yeah. one on each show, just keep them heel their entire career, and you know, you can you can have Kevin Owens get into kind of a tweener period here and there but there's no right way kevin owens should be a face i mean i don't i don't hate what they're doing right now with him with shane it, it works but he's at his best and so is samoa joe when they're yeah. the hateable shit kicking heel persona guys and both of yeah. those guys do it really well but um neither of them are at the top of the card right now i mean brock lesnar sure. is and you know i guess you can call him a heel but i don't know yeah, well, we talked about, you know, a couple weeks ago, um, we talked about the same thing, about not having any major heels on any of the shows, right? But they did turn AJ, which is a huge step in the right direction, because AJ is a top guy. AJ's at, the, AJ's at the top of the card. He is incredible as a heel, especially, you know, when you're that when you're that top of the card over mega heel, you got to have your lackeys, right? So he's got the club. He's got the good brothers. Hopefully he gets Finn, um, you know, and that will just really put that faction over and i really think that you know that could make a huge difference just having aj just be hardcore heel aj i think it's gonna i think it's gonna make a lot of things more interesting um so yeah i do agree like there was a long time that we were like you know wait a minute like who's who's the real bad guy here you know i mean that seth rollins was it for a while and i mean i loved heel seth um i still prefer heel seth over babyface seth um but you know it's just not what we're it's not what we're getting right now so if, if somebody's got to be heel, I, I'm totally down with it being AJ because he does, he he is an amazing heel. Um, so thank you so much for that question, uh, Kevin. We appreciate it. And this last question comes in from Kenneth Dinkins. He says, with Ziggler and The Miz going into the new storyline, are going into a new storyline, are we going to see HBK play more of a role or was it a one-time thing when he took a super kick on SmackDown? Uh, we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier in the show. I think... <sighs> I know there's rumblings of Shawn Michaels making a return. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's going to be against 
like we talked about, I don't think it's going to be against Ziggler or the Miz. I mean, that really wouldn't make sense. Right. Um, I could see him going against somebody like AJ, somebody that's a little more, you know, of a main eventer. Um, and I feel like they kind of set that up on the, the raw reunion, but I really don't have an answer for that. Do you think he's going to make a return and, you know, do something, have a storyline? I don't know. I, I don't, it's, it's weird because he hasn't looked good in the last couple of times we've seen him. He looks kind of, he definitely looks older. I mean, the, he, using, he the, using the sexy boy song still. You, I mean, oh I, God, we, we talked me, about give that. Give me sexy boy grandpa, sexy grandpa. Yeah, something. we we need to just get rid of the lyrics. Like I'm okay with the music, but like the the lyrics gotta go. Um, I do agree with that. But I mean, we said that about Undertaker. I mean, Undertaker kind of looked like crap the last few times we saw him, and then he kind of looked really good at Extreme Rules. I mean, really good relative to recent undertaker and for his age and you know capabilities and whatnot i mean i thought he i thought he did a really good job at extreme rules so maybe Shawn michaels has one more match Mark, in there you know what i mean how old is Shawn michaels marco pull that up for me please would it be cool if they if he just came out and said hey i i want to like i'm the best and i want to prove i'm the best so i want to wrestle i got a list of guys that i want to wrestle before i retire and i want to wrestle daniel bryan aj styles and seth rollins and they just did like three straight pay-per-views. Like they, they, it's not even like an angle or like there's no title involved or it's just kind of almost like an unsanctioned match where it was just like you know just to see if he still got it or some something like that. I think uh, so. Marco says he's 54 years old. So you know, I think he's true. I I I would be down for that as just somebody who wants to see like you like know an exhibition almost like cool you know, cool wrestling, of, but at the same time like. Can you imagine if WWE was going to take AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, and Daniel Bryan like completely out of a pay-per-view cycle? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, in, yeah, like yeah. not have not have them interact with somebody on the main roster like week to week for for storyline purposes. Like that would never that would never happen. But um, it is good fantasy booking. I mean, you know, those are three guys that I would definitely like to see face up against Shawn Michaels. So. Um, awesome question. Thank you so much, you guys, for for uh, hitting us up with some last-minute questions on the, the Chick-fil-A Show Facebook page. What do you think about next time Pro Wrestling Tees does a sale, uh, like one of those 20% off sales? They do it like every two, three months. Anybody who buys our shirts during that sale, we call them on the podcast, and then we can make it like a, like a separate Patreon episode or something, and we'll just talk wrestling with them for like – you know, we'll just add, we'll like have a list of questions to boom, boom, boom. Like, who's your favorite this? What's your favorite match? Like, that'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Like, get, you know, get somebody on who's, you know, doesn't get a chance. Some Somebody that, you know, listens to the show might want to get some airtime. That'd be pretty cool, right? It would, it would be cool, but you know how awkward people are. Like, let me be real. Yeah, real we got some, yeah. The other no. podcasts I listen to, they got some awkward ass listeners. We got some badass, we, coherent we listeners. We do have. We have that. We do have the best listeners in, in podcasting. I, I do not doubt that at all. But let me just—I was listening to uh, the Major Brothers podcast the other day, and they—they they were doing like they did something similar where they, you know, somebody who bought in—I can't remember what it was—but they were calling them or whatnot. Um, and they called this guy, and they pretended to be Bruce and Vince, and he legit thought it was Bruce and Vince because he had bought—he had bought a T-shirt from Bruce Pritchard too, and like, which shirt did you buy? He's like, oh, I bought the Doot 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 T-shirt, and they're like, wait a minute, you really? think that this is bruce pritchard and vince mcmahon and he was like well yeah i was expecting a call from them you know and like of course he was like so embarrassed and everything and i'm like oh my god like that That's kind of hilarious. stuff just 
yeah, that kind of stuff just makes me like, oh my God, like so cringy. You know what I mean? Like I never want anyone to feel like pressured or embarrassed or anything. Cause I know I hate feeling like that. So I can't imagine like calling somebody and being like, Hey, that's true. <laughs> Chick Foley here, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm at the drive-through at Chick Fil A. Can I call you back?" <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that would be it. Would be entertaining though. It would be like kind of off the cuff, and we just, you know, we'd ask them like one question, like, you know, hey, what's, you know, tell us your favorite match of all time or something. You know? <laughs> tell us why you love, you know, who do you love more, Phil or Sheena? Yeah, oh, well, I mean, <laughs> duh. I mean, yeah, you would, I'm, you would win all of those, obviously. Unless, unless you know, it depends. If we got Twitter followers, yeah, they probably choose me. But you never, you never know, you know. True. There's true. got, there's got to be some hardcore, some hardcore fill marks out there somewhere. There's a couple. There's a couple. Yeah. There's a couple. Uh, so we next week, I guess we'll recap Smackville uh, on the yeah. show here. Oh, we didn't even touch on the the fact that today AEW announced uh, what we already reported last week that uh, they will have their first show on October. Second, second and here in the uh in the dc area so uh anybody listening here in the dc area and i think they're going to do a conrad thompson uh jr podcast either that monday or tuesday probably at jimmy's famous seafood so that's another insight into the uh the AEW world so best of luck to those guys i don't know how that's going to turn out doing a weekly live show in different areas i think they should probably stick to a full sale type schedule but uh i wish them all the best i don't know if they'll be able to sell out a 20 25 person arena but uh you know they can 25 a 25 person arena is that what you said oh i meant twenty five thousand. i'm sorry i was like damn phil is shooting hard on aew man no 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 don't no i don't want the haters to come out and we we said we're going to keep this episode at about an hour and we're we're approaching one one forty five. so it's it's impossible i apologize if you don't want a long episode just listen to half of it on your way to work and half of it on your way back from work you know yeah no just break us up you know what i mean yeah uh Uh, so great stuff if you have any questions or concerns or stuff that you want to let us know about the show it's ask chick foley at gmail.com it's patreon.com slash chick foley show if you want to sign up it starts at a dollar a month and and you get uh sheena's show notes sent to your email every single week you get access to our Facebook group, and you get uh, entry into all of our figure giveaways. So uh, it goes up from there. But basically, a dollar a dollar a month supports the show and gets you some cool stuff. Uh, if you're listening and you haven't signed up, I highly recommend it, Sheena. Uh, I will talk to you next week, and um, we will have a. I guess we'll get closer and closer to SummerSlam. Here we'll have a, yeah. a, a more of a full card, and uh, we'll probably have some new stuff that we bought. Marco, thank you for joining us tonight, my man. Yeah, no problem. Always a pleasure to hang out with you, too. All right. Thank you, Marco, for all your hard work. Sheena, anything else you want to tell the people before we get out of here? Not a whole lot, man. If you're looking to get in ring shape, fighting shape, hit me up over at Sheena Phelps. I have some really cool stuff going on right now. Um, you know, if you want, if you want to, you know, get your winter body in check, right? Like we're, we're already in the summer, so if you want to go ahead and get your winter <laughs> body, winter body in check before it gets too far gone. Uh, hit me up over at Sheena Phelps or Coach Sheena Phelps at gmail.com, and I'll be there to help you out. All right, stay classy, Marks. We'll talk to you next week.
Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool Should I keep it light, stay out of the fight No one's gonna listen to me If I write a song, preaching what is wrong Will they let me sing on TV? Should I keep it light? Is that right? Way up, way up we go Been up and down that road Way up, way up, oh no We gon' burn the whole house down Watch me standing in line You're only serving lies I told everyone that I wasn't gonna be 24-7 champion for long. That's indeed a trash can. We've seen. Yeah, used to let it go. Walk into the show, gawking at the tricks of your sleeve. Too good to be truthful. I'm in a room full of entertainers. And